command. You're with Julian on the brown note, and um, I started this radio show many years ago, in part to showcase music I like, but also politics and news that I didn't think was being covered. Certainly in the margins, and alternative news media has, with the advent of the internet and the ability to record stuff at home brilliantly, has just gone from strength to strength. over the years, and there's lots of great resources, Alternet, Democracy Now, you know, big famous ones, and Truth Dig and Truth Outdoor, but lots of ones in, in this country too. And I launched a YouTube channel a couple of years ago because I was getting so angry about the uh, Australian news media called um, Australia's News Media is the Worst in the Developed World, um, which was a pivotal reason for the YouTube channel based on things like um, the the amount of stuff that the Liberal Party were getting away with and being supported and promoted by this cabal of some old boys, Knox Grammar School Boys Club that seems to run every facet of Australia. And they just weren't being held to account for anything, everything that Labour got hammered with when they were in office, things like the deficit and you know being front-page news every day. They just let them get away with murder. Never cared about anything that was going on and the the fact that the that we were getting worse and worse politicians that were more and more corrupt and more and more self-serving and our media was letting us down mentioned many times we've got the third highest concentration of print news media in the developed world next to the publicly owned print news media of china and egypt and obviously murdoch is front and center but the trouble is is we've got a balance we've on the very right wing, Rupert Murdoch and his cabal, and then stuff like The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald, which is under the auspice of Channel 9 News, and the godfather is Peter Costello of the Liberal Party. And the, historically, they have been incredibly supportive of the Liberal Party as well. There's nowhere to turn. We even have problems with the ABC, which wipes the floor with the BBC in the UK, by the way. With them doing too much to the right, as we saw in uh, the recent election of Anthony Albanese, and the coverage of his gaffes and stuff like that, and what we've subsequently learned journalists knew about or were keeping secret, journalists like from The Guardian Australia, the editor, the female editor coming out and saying, you know, when the whole Brittany Higgins scandal broke about how they all knew about the behaviour of what is mainly liberal and national MPs and their sexist behaviour, how they had journalists that they wouldn't let be alone with some of these people, but they didn't tell anyone. Uh, And that's the problem. Why are they getting a free pass? Because the other side of politics will get pulled up on anything. There are two major news stories in Australia at the moment that are not getting any column inches at all. One of them is the, you've seen Daniel Andrews in the press every five seconds over the triple zero scandals, even though triple zero is not run by the Labour Party. But the fact that the Victorian Liberal Party were nearly taken over by Pentecostals, of which Scott Morrison is one, is not getting a column inch in the mainstream news media. So this is from one of those great journalists. I think this is, is this? Oh, no, this is from the ABC, believe it or not. How ironic. 
Three days after Pentecostal pastor Brian Heath joined the Victorian Liberal Party in August 2019, he invited an international guest to address his congregation. Malaysian pastor Jonathan David, the founder of the International Apostolic Network that encourages churches to penetrate and conquer. This is part of the Seven Mountains mandate that Hillsong believes in. Penetrate politics, the military, education, media, the voice, master chef apparently. The next three terms of this election are going to be crucial because it's going to chart the course to the end of time. Uh, Mr. Heath City Builders Church in the regional Victorian state of Sale is reported to be amongst several conservative congregations in the sites of those looking to expand influence in the Liberal Party. Uh, the church is opposed, obviously, to abortion and campaigned against same-sex marriage. Mr. Heath, a former Family First candidate, is now Vice President at the Liberal Party's Morwell branch and actively encourages his church members to get involved in politics. We're city takers. We're giant killers. We're nation builders. We're a church on assignment. Victorian Liberal Party members say dwindling membership bases have left local branches vulnerable to takeovers. Our current membership is ageing, unable to recruit young members, so it leaves the door open for these sort of things. The ABC has cited email correspondence between Gippsland Liberal Party officials, the state director and the state president that highlights concerns about membership activities dating back to 2017. The majority of the new members over several years are connected through a single faith community. Most of the new members contacted and requested to assist in the 2018 state election declined in any capacity. And the email raised concerns that a significant number of new members were transferring in as members at large from other electorates. The, in 2021, the Liberal Party concluded an audit of its membership and expelled 150 members, I believe, I'm not sure if it comes up in this article. They found that 154 or something members had all been um, paid up members from one credit card, which is illegal under the terms of the Liberal Party registration. You have to have your own, you have to pay your own dues to avoid this kind of branch stacking. Um, so one person to actually pay. This is what happens. They go into organisations their payment methods of becoming fully funded paid up members is extremely shadowy and then they ignore the process of what's happening in the day-to-day -day running of the party but they turn up every time there's a vote and there's a vote and you'll see a, a sea of faces you've never seen before at your organization and they block vote in their man or their woman the Liberal Party has local administrative branches known as state electric conferences scattered across Victoria. If you comprise the majority of the membership of state electric branches, you appoint your people as delegates. That's how simple it is. Mr. Wilson said they'd seen an influx of dozens of new members over the past three years. They've completely taken over Gippsland. They've completely taken over Morwell. Mr. Wilson said his Gippsland East Branch had received a number of unusual membership applications, in some cases from individuals who previously campaigned against the Liberal Party and other electorates. 
Some members have been rejected by the local branch only to have their application approved by party headquarters. These people were not genuine Liberal Party members, uh, Wilson said, but target electorates like ours where the Liberal Party memberships in decline. The ABC spoke to a dozen current and former Liberal members who've alleged what's happening in Gippsland amounts to branch stacking. Uh, the only time we see these people's uh, is at sorry. The only time we see them at meetings is to vote for delegates. Uh, it was cooked, <laughs> and an ironic use of the term cooked. Uh, a Liberal Party member said he knew 15 other members who had departed from the party in response to a growing infiltration by church groups and so on. So this is a huge story, an absolute massive story. You read about Dan Andrews in Victoria every day, and we've got the Pentecostal church trying to overtake um, the entire Victorian Liberal Party. Um, That's a huge story, and we're not seeing anything about it. Um, the other one that is another massive story as well is the questions about the attorney, the governor general, about his charity. So we all know that Scott Morrison um, appointed himself to five extra ministries, maybe even six. Who's who's counting, really? Um, and that the governor general has a charity for which uh, Scott Morrison was the root of approval for an $18 million low, uh, gift to. And um, as Ronnie Salt, one of the great alternative news media journalists out there, has been investigating, not only was he being given $18 million, but $4 million a year on top of that forever. Now, this is a charity that the governor general doesn't have an office for and doesn't have a website for and no one can effectively describe what this charity does uh, this is from another great uh, independent journalist michael pasco this is a story about a story that no one seems to think is a story when the story is about the governor general's rather odd support of an 18 million dollar charity hot on the heels of the governor general's rather odd silence at the time of scott morrison's rather odd secret ministerial job collection this journalist finds it rather odd. The Canberra Vice Regal round is not my usual beat, so I've been waiting a week to see who in the media closer would follow up information, suggesting the Senate's estimates had not been fully informed about the relationship between the Governor-General, the Office Secretary to the Governor-General, and the chap who apparently has single-handedly managed to invent out of thin air a charity set to receive $18 million from the federal government. But the follow-up has failed. It's doubtful if attempts by then finance minister Simon Birmingham to officially justify the expenditure would help anyone with a working knowledge of the English language. On August 24, someone with detailed knowledge of the government's labyrinth accounting requirements reported to another great independent journalist, Michael West, on the funding being put together. In the financial fine print required for handling out millions of dollars in response to lobbying by the Governor-General and his Secretary, the Finance Minister's explanatory statement more than once said the programme was an initiative of the Department of the Prime Minister and Cabinet in constitution with the office of the Governor-General. So this is Scott Morrison. He's massively part of the $18 million charity. Not only is he appointing himself to everyone's ministries, he's appointing them 
to their charities as well. The statement runs on in a similar vein about how establishing what seems to be a networking club initially of 120 select individuals that will somehow complement the government's economic growth recovery plan catalyze societal cohesion, fairness and focus on national interest issues and opportunities, whatever that means. Anyone else getting a bit of a Pentecostal vibe here? These nameless and genderless people coming together, 120 of them to guide the country. Sounds a bit Pentecostal to me. Two days after Michael West's media story, another great independent journalist, Ronnie Salt, published a Twitter thread as a matter of public interest demonstrating the closeness of the relationship between David Hurley and the executive director, prime mover, instigator and sole employee of the societal cohesion catalyzer. Societal cohesion catalyzer. Put one in your car, it will be green. One and only Chris Hartley. She also cited a statement from the GG and the estimates evidence from which a reasonable person would surmise the Governor-General had met with Chris Hartley uh, in 2020. The Governor-General does not have a relationship with Mr. Hartley, is his statement. Uh, see if there's any. Uh, Miss Saltz, uh, since 2020, David Hurley and Chris Hartley have had multiple meetings to discuss what Miss Hartley bills as Governor General Australian Future Leaders Program, which is this apparent charity. So you've got these two enormous stories that are really being ignored. You've got a follow on from the blowback of Scott Morrison's five ministerial appointments and the $18 million being given to the Governor General who signed him in and kept quiet about it. Being a charity with no office, no apparent goals that anyone with a, an understanding of the English language can quantify, um, operating in vast secrecy, getting $4 million a year, and no one in the press is picking up on the Victorian Pentecostal takeover or the Governor-General probably being in a position where his job is untenable. How has he lasted? Where are the media hounding him out of office? They ignore these liberal scandals. Uh, Australian news media has given ScoMo some, uh, you know, like walking up to a dead carcass. They sniffed at him a bit over the five ministerial positions. But they don't really care. They never follow up. They never hound, like they hound Labour. They've hounded Dan Andrews for two years. Scott Morrison did all this terrible stuff. Only weeks ago we found out about it. And now they're all screaming to let him get on with his life giving these hagiographies in the in the media. What about his thousand appointments that are under scrutiny, that happened under his watch, that we don't really know if are even legal? They don't even care at all. He swans around like his shit doesn't stink now. He's doing one interview here where he's saying he's hard done by. You've got people like Walid Ali, who has gone into bat for the Liberals. He seems to have taken on board his... This hill to die on is going to be defending Scott Morrison. It's amazing. Tudge, this one, again, 650000 to the person that Alan Tudge had an affair with, involving Michaelia Cash as well, and the destruction of her career. She wasn't given money because she had an affair. She was given money because the Liberal Party acted constructively to destroy her career to remove her from the picture afterwards. 
And if you want to know how bad our press in Australia is, look at the amount of coverage through our news media that the opposition get now. In the lead up to Scott Morrison's rampant year of corruption scandals, Anthony Albanese was dead in the water. The Liberal Party couldn't get in a newspaper. The opposition got no coverage on virtually any issue. We now get far more coverage of liberal politicians in opposition on a daily basis than we even do of Anthony Albanese in government. I hear about these people every day, Dutton every day, Michaelia Cash every day. These people are in our news cycle all the time. What's going on, Australia's new media? Why are you giving three times the amount of press to the opposition now when you gave one third the press if they were lucky before? Are you just a wing of the Liberal Party? So we are reliant on alternative news media in Australia. Ronnie Salt, Friendly Geordies, Michael Pascoe, Michael West. There's lots of people out there, but we're reliant on them when these massive stories just don't get covered by our mainstream news media. And when they let people like Scott Morrison up to his neck in scandals swan around as though nothing has happened. Ironically, it's not actually helping the Liberals at all at the moment. You've seen today Dutton's got the lowest um, approval ratings in the modern era for a Liberal leader. Um, the public are sick of it. The public are over it. Dan Andrews has been attacked for two years straight in Victoria and he's still going to win by a landslide and they hate it. They hate Dan Andrews like they hate Meghan Markle because they're this entitled cabal of mostly old white conservative entitled elite males that cannot stomach anyone surviving their onslaught. So they just go harder and harder. And as you saw with the election, the Liberals were virtually wiped out. And the press didn't really say that, but they were. Labour did far better than expected, and the Liberal Party lost a whole load of seats and were annihilated. So hopefully the, the curse of Murdoch hasn't been broken in the UK <laughs> with the wonderfully named... Uh, the Iron Weathercock, Liz Trust, uh, one of the cleverest and most brilliant nicknames in political history, uh, being announced today as the new leader of the United Kingdom, based on the fact that the um, she pretends to be Margaret Thatcher but doesn't actually have a spine. So the notion that she, uh, Margaret Thatcher was the Iron Lady based on the ladies not for turning comment uh, and Liz Truss will blow like a weather vane. So I thought that was very clever. But in Australia and America, we seem to have broken through this chokehold of right-wing news media. But it's still there. It's still promoting the Liberal Party as much as it can. It's still not doing a service to the public of Australia. And we still have the worst news media in the developed world. This is 